Welcome to CS Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 13 of CS Radio. I'm J. Michael DeAngelis. And I'm Amy Lynn Kirshner. And this week we're going to be talking about careers and entertainment, just like the careers we have as podcast hosts. Sometimes you make up your own career in entertainment. That's right. Absolutely. We are uh, superstars now. If you haven't seen already, we're now on iTunes. So please uh, subscribe. Never miss an episode. Have it sent right to your favorite mobile device or desktop. And leave us a review. The more subscribers and reviews we get, the more likely we are to be put on that new and notable page. And uh, hope this gets out to a broader audience. Great. So how was your week, Michael? Uh, it's been a great week. Uh, we're wrapping up uh, January. When this airs, it'll be February the 1st. Uh, just, I, I know we say it all the time, but where is the time going uh, every week? It just, uh, I, I can't believe we're already a month into the semester. Uh, there's been a lot on the calendar so already so far. And while it's going to be a little bit of a quiet week uh, this first week in February, um, as far as programming goes, it is the first week of on-campus recruiting for internships. So we hope you all gave a listen to last week's episode about internship recruiting. You can go back and listen to that if you've got any questions. And we wish everybody uh, the best of luck that's going through OCR this week. That's right. February 1st is a big day. If you do have last-minute questions about interviewing, interview prep, there are lots of resources online. You can always stop in for a walk-in if you haven't been able to schedule an appointment with a counselor. So let's take a look at the couple of programs that we are offering this week. Uh, be sure to take a look always, as always, on our website for a full listing of events. Our website is www.vpul.upenn.edu slash career services and click on calendar events. But here are the week's highlights. Remember, there are still employer information sessions happening, so be sure to look at that calendar on the page Michael just referenced. In addition to those employer information sessions, here are the career services events. On Tuesday, February 2nd, from noon to 1.30, we have an HPAB workshop if you're thinking about applying to medical school. This is critical, huge part of the process, so if, you wanna think, if you're thinking about med school, noon to 1.30, HPAB workshop in John M. Huntsman Hall, G55. From 2 to 3 on Tuesday, we have an interviewing prep and skills workshop. This is in Houston Hall, the Golkin Room. This is primarily for undergrads. Think about what employers are looking for in candidates, and we'll talk with you about how to portray yourself in the best light and talk through some of those behavioral questions you could get. On Wednesday, February the 3rd, from noon to 2, we have one of our patented pop-up shops. This is for the College of Arts and Sciences. And we'll be in the Van Pelt Library on the first floor in the Weigel Information Commons. This is a chance for college students or, or anyone, really, to come by and just get some basic questions answered about career services, have a quick resume review or a quick question answered, pick up some style guides, cover letter guides, uh, and just find out uh, what we do here in career services. Come on by. We'll be there for two hours on Wednesday in Weigel Information Commons. Then on Friday, February the 5th, we have another resume and cover letter reviewing workshop. That's from 1 to 2 in Huntsman Hall, room F65. Now, of course, we have a couple of other big events coming up uh, that we want to focus on more as the bulk of our podcast today. Uh, because coming up on Wednesday, February the 17th, we have our second annual Creative Careers Fair. And we have all sorts of great employers coming for that. And it's, uh, I like this fair a lot. Uh, obviously, I, I have a vested interest in careers and entertainment as a writer. But 
uh, what I like about it is not only do we have truly creative um, organizations, museums, performing arts organizations, uh, fine arts organizations who are, you know, if you want to be working in the arts, but we also have big corporations who are looking for creative people, whether that's for marketing or people looking for writers, places like Bloomberg have come in the past because they have hired writers for their um, public relations or their magazine. So places where you may not think there's an opportunity to be creative are going to be there recruiting. So I think Milan can tell us a little bit more about who came last year and who what's on tap for this year. Definitely. So like Michael said, we had organizations attend in a variety of industries, all looking for those creative roles to be filled. So you can find a list on our website or in Penlink when you go into the events tab at the top, in the next few days, you'll be able to see those employers who are attending this year. In the past, WXPN has come, Viacom has been there, Condé Nast, New York Times, and smaller arts organizations too, like Capacity Interactive, there's been Illustria Designs, and even a consulting firm, Bryan Communications, again, for those creative positions. So be sure to check those out on Penlink. Also download the Career Fair Plus app. You can see what organizations are attending, a map of the space, so that you can be prepared to target those those organizations that you want to speak with first. And what's great about this fair is there are a lot of local Philadelphia organizations, but also a lot of people recruiting for New York and L.A. We hear it a lot at Penn that career services is only for finance and consulting. It's just not the case. Those are very visible on campus because of the on-campus recruiting process. Our goal is to get students into roles that they are passionate about and where they will excel. And obviously many students are interested in creative careers, so this is one avenue we've pursued um, to try to bring them to you so you can see that they do want to hire you as well. So, And I think it's worth mentioning, uh, again, it's only our second year fully doing this as a big official career fair. And I think that's a really special thing that Penn students and, and alumni should should really take advantage of and be thankful for because not only do a lot of schools um, who are not, you know, art conservatory programs have creative career fairs, but a lot of organizations don't come to fairs like that because they do what we would call just-in-time hiring, meaning when a position opens up, they fill it. And that's how most creative organizations work, museums. Some performing arts groups have some you know, uh, standardized hiring because they might have apprenticeship programs or fellowships where every summer they're going to hire a new batch and then those people are going to work as apprentices for a year. But for full-time permanent positions, those just kind of happen. And so career fairs are not always the best way to recruit for those. But because we've worked hard to bring these people to campus and because they know the value of Penn students and we we know that we have a lot of really creative students on campus. They are coming, and we really urge you to take advantage of that because you're not going to find that anywhere else. And that's right. And often those creative companies don't necessarily have the manpower to come and dedicate a day, one person standing at a desk to talk to a whole bunch of people. So it's great, and I really encourage you to be prepared in advance. You can ask, like I said, some of those higher-level questions about the mission of the organization, learn beforehand what they're there hiring for potentially, what opportunities may be available. So you can start asking really specific questions instead of just what do you do, what does your company do? And even if you're not getting ready to graduate or even looking for an internship, I recommend going 
simply from networking. Because as we'll talk about later, that is such a huge part of getting a career in the entertainment industry is who do you know and who can they introduce you to? Um, a lot of these uh, companies are coming to our career fair because they are alumni or because they've been convinced by alumni to come. Speaking of alumni, Rich Ross is coming. He's an alum who always comes back every year to talk about careers in entertainment. He's currently the group president at Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, and Science. He's a Penn College of Arts and Science class of 1983 grad. He'll be discussing his career in the entertainment industry, sharing tips for success, and he answers student questions. He is a bigwig, obviously huge. On February 3rd, Wednesday, February 3rd, he'll be in Cohen Hall, G17, from 4.30 to 5.30. I attended this event last year. Not surprisingly, super dynamic speaker, really interesting, and gives great insider tips about what you need to do if you want to be in the entertainment industry. And Rich has worked in entertainment for many years. He worked for the Disney Channel. He worked for the Disney Film Studio. He worked for Nickelodeon. He has a lot of stories to tell and a lot of great advice. So it's a great presentation to listen to. He's so dynamic. It's really great that you'll be able to ask him questions. So if you're available on February 3rd between 4.30 and 5.30, plan to be in Cohen Hall G17. Have questions ready in advance. He takes a lot of them, and it's really great to have that dialogue. You'll get some really honest feedback, I can tell you. Get some more information on our website. We are taking RSVPs for this because there is limited space available. So make sure you check out that calendar event and fill out the RSVP. Now, uh, Milan and I could uh, ramble on about our advice for breaking into careers in entertainment, but this week we're really lucky to bring in two uh, about-to-graduate seniors into the studio uh, who have had uh, experience in the entertainment industry and may be looking to do that after graduation. So we thought it would be a great chance for you to hear from some of your peers. So first today, we have our very own podcast producer, Ann Mullen, and she's going to talk to us about her career in entertainment. Hello. I didn't have to travel very far to come in. No, you just had to scoot your chair over. Yeah. <laughs> We're still so glad you're here, just like we are every week. Yeah, it's nice to be uh, talking uh, at the same time as you guys are talking. <laughs> is this, this the time. first time your voice has been heard on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes. This is proof that I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Anne has worked for career services for all four years of her undergrad. She's been our uh, not only our pro podcast producer, which was uh, a new task this year, but has been our uh, video producer since her freshman year. And I remember that when she applied for the job, she sent me uh, a reel that she had already had prepared from her high school days, and it was very impressive. And so I hired her right away. And so if you've seen a video on our website for the last four years, you can bet that she had her hand in it, shooting it, editing it, producing it. Uh, the works, and she's done a great job doing each of these podcast episodes. So I thought we would just talk a little bit today about the experiences that you've had here at Penn, and uh, I know you've had some great internships, and uh, how 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 you've uh, how you've navigated all of that. Sure, um, yeah. So the video production in uh, Career Service has been one part of it, uh, where I've sort of just done. It, it's a pretty new, or it was a pretty new experience for me because I'd always done more like narrative based stuff, just sort of my own movies and mm -hmm. when I was messing around with my friends. Outside of this, I've mostly been continuing to do what I was doing before coming to Penn, just being very heavily involved uh, with the film production club, Ben Button Productions, um, just sort of making movies every year, helping other people make movies, and just getting better at just 
making movies I, I hope to go into either directing or producing so it's mostly been on, on campus I've mostly done just a lot of movies on my own and then uh, I'm a film major so that's also helped a lot I, I enjoy the academic side of it as much as the industry and the actual filmmaking side I think that's a great point and as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast sometimes you make your own career in entertainment so you, the fact that you've been doing it on your own is great and employers do like to see that as well when you highlight things on your resume it doesn't necessarily need to be organized paid experience if you've created the work itself that says a lot too yeah it's um it's it's been uh, it's sort of like an, an interesting position to be in I think whenever I've been making my resume and stuff like that because it's mostly or mo most of my um sort of validation for like you know, that, that I've been doing stuff on campus is just me saying, like, no, trust me, I've been making movies. Yeah. And, I mean, it helps that I was very heavily involved with Bent Button Productions. So, like, I was the president for quite some time, and I was always on the board. Um, and so I could say that, like, I had been producing, like, other people's movies and then could put under there that, like, I'd made or, like, direct written, written and directed movies under the, like, organization. So it gave it, like... A more official way to put mm, it absolutely. on my resume. And what did you do last summer? Uh, so last summer I worked at two production companies in Los Angeles. I worked at De Bonaventura Pictures. They make um, a lot of big blockbusters. Worked a lot with Paramount. Like they're the producers behind Transformers, or one of the producers behind Transformers. And uh, on the opposite end of sort of the movie making spectrum, I worked with Groundswell Films, which is a more independent company. I mean, they still work within like the Hollywood like structure but um they don't have like a tie with a, or as strong of a tie with a studio or anything and they make um a lot it's sort of a well, all sorts of movies they made trumbo most recently uh milk the informant things like that cool yeah. and what were you doing in those roles uh so i was reading scripts mostly and books uh i think i read uh i i, I almost reached 50 things over the summer <laughs> i like between scripts and books i was reading about four scripts and two books a week. Wow. And were they books they were considering at, at adapting into movies? Yeah, so it was a combination of stuff that like agents and managers had sent into them or that they had found because they were just popular or coming out mm. soon. And um, they'd give them to us. Uh, the interns read them really quickly, and then I write a thing that's called coverage, which is a combination. It, it's basically a fancy book report. So <laughs> I write a summary of the script or book and then give notes about like story, characters, box office potential, whether I think talent would be interested in being a part of the movie, and whether it, like, sort of fits in with the company's profile. Um, and then if it was sort of, uh, yeah, basically, like, yes or no. <laughs> yes, you should make this, or, <laughs> or yes, you should at least read this, <laughs> or no. What was the process that you went through to land those jobs? Uh, so I've been pretty lucky with uh, sort of networking my way through internships. So freshman year, a Penn alum named Allison Shearmer, who was very kind to Penn students, uh, came to speak, uh, and I sort of spoke to her afterwards, and she gave uh, out her assistant's email, and I emailed them, and then they gave me an internship for the summer, and so I did that for my first summer in L.A., and that sort of led me to another internship with uh, Plan B Entertainment, which is uh, Brad Pitt's production company, and then they helped me get both uh, De Bonaventura and Groundswell. It's sort of been... Uh, a gradual step. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit more about how one thing led to another? Were you keeping in touch with people over the academic year? Or what did that look like, actually? Yeah, so, so I keep in touch with them. I sort of, I'll email every once in a while. <laughs> but clearly, you made an impact or 
during your internship that they recommended you after. So do you have any tips to other students who are interested in entertainment, not just about getting the opportunity, but really setting yourself apart on the job? Yeah, I, I think, um, so every time that you, that I started an internship, we always get like the whole speech of like, you know, you're not doing like, um, like you're, you're not producing movies. You're not like doing intense uh, amount of work, even if you do have to do it very quickly, or sometimes it can get a little stressful, um, especially like when you get to cover assistant desks or like answer a lot of phones and have to, you know, do all of that kind of stuff that's pretty new. Um, they always tell you that the details matter and it sounds like jargon that they're just saying, but it really does end up mattering. You know, like I was uh, just a slightly faster reader than everyone else, or I'd, I'd get the coverage done a little bit quicker, or I was very, um, I was told that I was like very confident in my comments about scripts and I, I formed an opinion and just sort of gave it and it was, you know, uh, that I was, uh, you know, if someone needed something done, I'd just go do it. And I, you know, it was like little tiny things like that, or I wasn't too nosy I also wasn't too quiet. It's um, it's just a, a weird thing of like a, just making sure you're always ready, but never overbearing. Yeah. It's it, the entertainment industry is kind of weird because everybody can sort of get into it. There isn't like a huge barrier of entry. Um, it's just that once you're there, oh, I mean there is a big barrier of entry in that they make themselves very hard to find. But you know you don't have to have like a specific degree to go into right. it, or you don't have to have like specific requirements. Or qualifications to go into it, but but once you're there, it's just like showing that you're very tough. Yeah, it sounds like you have to be reading the situation right, making sure that you're responding to people in appropriate ways, and they have different ways that you need to respond to individuals. So it sounds like you navigated that very successfully. So far. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who is looking for, a, let's say, an internship? Um, I would say like reach out to Penn alums, it always helps, or reach out to recent grads um, that, you know, are sort of making their way out there. I mean, they, they probably can't give you mm. an internship necessarily, but they can sort of redirect uh, direct you right. to companies that maybe they have worked for um, or have done stuff in the past. I will say, I haven't been very successful in getting internships from, like, mass applications mm -hmm. um, on, like, the CAA website and stuff like that, and... Um, so I can't speak too much to that. I know that one is, is a lot more, or for, from, you know, talking to others, it takes a lot more networking that I sort of uh, didn't prepare for, I think. I didn't, like, blind email out, like, enough people. And I think that does end up getting a lot of results for people. I was just, uh, you know. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, our next guest, uh, Samantha Apfel, worked at William Morris Agency. So we'll be speaking with her about how she got hooked up with them and uh, what advice she has for navigating that process. So I uh, wanna thank, thanks Anne for stepping out from behind the scenes today. Yeah, no problem. It's great to learn more about your internships. Yeah, I was happy to be here. <laughs> All right, scoot back over. <laughs> and we'll be right back with Sam. All right, so uh, Milin has had to step away temporarily, but we are now joined in the studio by Sam Apfel. And we're really uh, excited to have Sam here today on the show. Um, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her internship experience in entertainment. So welcome, Sam. Hi, thanks for having me. So can you tell us a bit about what you did last summer? 
so I worked in the literary department for WME William Morris Endeavor, um, which is a talent and literary agency. It's one of the oldest and, and biggest in the country. Um, and uh, I worked for, I guess I would describe her position as a junior agent, kind of as a stepping stone between assistant and full agent. Um, so most of what I did was reading a lot of manuscripts. Um, <clears throat> she, I think her official title was like project coordinator. So pretty much any um, manuscript that would come through um, from other agents, from their clients, um, you know, hey, I've got a, a screenwriter who wants to now become a novelist. Like, can you take a look at this? Um, those would all go to her. And so she gave a lot of those to me. And uh, then I would write up reports about... Um, basically my thoughts and whether they were projects worth pursuing and um what I learned is that it's really hard to write a novel because most of them I I really didn't think were worth pursuing and um you know had maybe some promise but uh needed a lot of work before it was anything that we could really get on board with so um so that was a lot of what I did but it was also uh I did most of it at home. I was one of the few interns who who would take their work home with them because that's when I would do the bulk of my reading. I probably read over the course of just a few months, um, you know, 20 manuscripts or something. Um, uh, and then during the day, I would help her um, with other projects. Um, one of the big things that we were working on is WME subsidizes these um, summer camps for inner city schools. Um, so we were responsible for getting books for them. So I had to contact a bunch of uh, publishing houses and trying to get them to donate hundreds of books for free which uh, I mean it's for a good cause but it's still a, a big task and uh, so I was I was organizing that and just other little small projects that would crop up throughout the day like um, uh, my boss was responsible for sending out an email to the whole company every week um, that basically summarized every new deal in the liter literary department anything that we just signed or was about to be released um, and anytime you're sending out something to uh, a big company like WME, uh, you know, an email that's going to Ari Emanuel, who's a big deal, uh, you, you know, you, ne you needed to look good, needed to be formatted correctly, no typos. So that was always a big project every week. What do you think some of the most important skills were for someone in, in that position? In her position or my position? In your position. Um, well, you have to have a really discerning taste. Um, I think it... It continually surprises me how much of a, a true skill set it is to be able to read something quickly or, or watch something or whatever it is, take in some piece of art and kind of synthesize its its main points, its raison d'etre, whatever it's trying to do, and then form a reaction to that and be able to critique it uh, concisely in a, you know, in a way that uh, somebody else can understand. Um, that's it's really difficult and it's not something that a lot of people can do and that's something that I've realized being an English major here because I'm called upon uh to do that all the time I was just going to say do you think that that is a skill that Penn students in particular get to develop here absolutely but it depends on the classes that sure. you take like I so I'm an English major and I write papers daily um, and it's funny because I never really thought that, you know, most of what I write are, are book reports, you know, it's like, or it's do a close reading of a, of a particular poem or, you know, a, a, yeah, a piece of art I took during history class last semester. And, um, and I, 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 one of the first things that I said when I was started working for WME was I never really thought that my ability to write a, a book report would be so helpful, but even just, you know, sitting in class and, and talking about, 
um, books and, and developing opinions and being able to kind of analyze and assess them and, and have strong opinions beyond just what is this book about. It, it, it's such a skill and, um, and it's really something that you have to learn over time and that you can get better at. Um, and then of course, writing, being able to write in such a way that your thoughts are easily decipherable. What would you, uh, what advice would you give to someone who has, you know, landed a, an internship like this uh, for this summer? Like, what are the things they should be taking advantage of? What are the ways that they can sort of best position themselves so that they might be welcomed back next summer or trying to angle for a, a permanent position later down the road? Yeah. So, um, I mean, first things first is just making yourself invaluable to whatever your department you're working in or your, you know, whoever your boss is, just trying to integrate yourself in the team as much as possible. Wherever you see um, a need that needs to be filled, like you just fill it without asking. Um, uh, Cause that's the best way to, you know, get strong feedback. Um, just making a good impression. We, we had um, like an intern lecture series, which is really great. Um, you know, some, a lot of companies kind of, um, don't necessarily work to build build out their internship program. Right, not um, a structured thing. Yeah, but uh, WME had had a weekly series where they would bring in people from all over the company and various departments, people really high up, to just kind of talk to us about how they got where they were going. And, and one of them um, said something along the lines of, you know, if you if you leave this internship program without um, without like a, a, a having identified a path to coming back next next year without having sort of identified a um at least a, somebody to, some way forward exactly then you then you didn't do your job um you know you have to be reaching out and networking um and so i just at every opportunity just to like get my face in front of people um uh i took uh one person in particular our last speaker um you know, he was just so interesting and he spoke so well and um, and he had had a really kind of diverse and interesting path to ending up where he did. And he said at the end of his talk, um, you know, I have a policy that anybody who requests uh, a meeting with me gets it. It might not be an hour. It might only be five minutes, but anybody in turn to top dog gets gets at least five minutes. So, you know, I just I thought to myself, this is somebody who I enjoy so enjoyed listening to and thought had such valuable um insight into his career um that i just i have to reach out because why not so i just shot him an email um <clears throat> and i you know said i would be around for a few weeks and um if he had any chance to uh, to talk i would appreciate that and and so i ended up um going and meeting with him we sat down one-on-one -on -one. we chatted for you know over half an hour and um He's definitely somebody that I'm going to be reaching out to this semester as I figure out what my next steps are um, post-college. Um, just to see, you know, even if he specifically isn't looking for somebody, if he knows of, you know, in his in his department or, you know, anybody that he thinks might be in the market for, a, for an assistant or something, um, you know, he's definitely somebody to reach out to and, and, and he'll remember me because we, we had such a long and good conversation and I know that nobody else in the internship program took advantage of that. That's great. Well, let's bring uh, Anne back over. She can scoosh her chair back over <laughs> again. I never left. <laughs> and um, I thought maybe we would just all, all three for a minute talk about um, the sort of uh, 
way of, of landing these jobs, uh, both as internships, but also sort of what your strategies are moving forward as you both prepare to graduate, which breaks my heart as I've known both of you for so long. Um, but, uh, you know, I think something that we stress over and over again, both on this podcast, but in career services, is that even though um, Penn has this reputation for on-campus recruiting and these really structured job processes, in reality, that's just a, a minority of employers who operate like that. And so places like where the two of you have worked, they don't recruit like that. They don't have a need to recruit like that. They can't have predictable hiring patterns like that. So if you could both give a little bit of advice about, I think, I think we've stressed uh, in, in both of your cases, your stories sound like networking was such a huge part of it. But uh, so what are you, what is your advice and what are you, sort of your own plans um, as you prepare to go out on the, the job market? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, the, the main thing to, that I, I try to remember and sort of keep in mind and tell others that are sort of going into the same thing is that, yeah, they don't have predictable need so just we just have to sort of like wait a little bit, gather sort of like the list of people that we know might be able to help us or might be willing to help us, and then just when the time comes, reach out. And um, I was I was just at a uh, lunch sort of thing with some CAA agents, and uh, they, they they just literally told us like don't be afraid, just email out like an email will never never hurt. Um, and I know that's something that I had always been afraid of in the past and that I don't think I did as much as I should have. And it's something that, you know, has been continuously reaffirmed that, yeah, just just reach out. Yeah. And um, and you never sort of know where um, you might meet somebody who could help you out. Um, you know, you can meet contacts in kind of the most unexpected of places. Um, I know. Uh, in my old high school, um, somebody graduated uh, a while back who who went on to work in entertainment, and she was working at, um, uh, I think it's, what, AM, AMC, when they uh, um, developed, like, Mad Men and Breaking mm -hmm. Bad. And so she she um, she kind of made her name off those shows, and now she runs her own, um, own kind of development company that's got, like, a, a deal under – under another come anyway um but i was talking to my like alumni relations person at my high school who was like oh we just had her come back and speak a year ago and i would be more than happy to put you in contact with her so it's you know it's just these unlikely random little connections um you know granted it's it's nice if you have close friends and family members who can start you off i mean like i can't deny that uh it was a close relation that you know even put me in the running for a job at wme because it is Hollywood in particular can be a very closed circuit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, as I am begin my, my post-grad job search, um, I'm not really doing any on-campus recruiting. Most of the places that I'm looking don't know what they need six months out and um, they can't, they can't predict it. It's mostly just, it's reaching out to people that I've met and trying to see where there might be a need and um, and taking some creative avenues. Um. Absolutely. Well, I think that's really smart because uh, we term that type of hiring just in time hiring or as needed hiring because yes, you can't. It's not a predictive pattern, but it's uh, good to have. But it's good to know if I'm graduating in 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 May, it doesn't hurt to email somebody 
you know, three, four months before graduation and say, just so you know, I'm going to be free in May, you know, if you hear of anything. So then if in June something does open up, they go, well, wait a minute. I, Sam and Ann were just looking for something. And um, I thought yeah, it was valuable I, I, to get, you know, my last 10 minutes of FaceTime with HR before I left. So I reached out to them and said, like, you know, I would still really love to meet with you before my, my tenure's up. And I made sure that I said, you know, I had a great time here and I would love to work with, you know, to work at WME after I graduate. And they were like, perfect. Like, you know, we're getting really good feedback from your boss. And we start seriously looking at uh, May graduates in February. So please reach out to us again at that time. And in fact, my boss also told me to specifically reach out to her, um, you know, a couple months before graduation um, to so I can kind of, you know, get the lay of the land a little bit in terms of because WME in particular is is constantly in flux um, mm -hmm. with their you know their hiring people are constantly getting promoted and they look for new assistants so there's there's a lot of turnover um, so uh, you know their needs in particular change very frequently um, I think that's right I think that's uh, pretty true in a lot of fields in entertainment that there is a lot of uh, turnover, but especially through promotion from within, you know, people advance from assistant to, or maybe from assistant, assistant to assistant. <laughs> um, but you know, it's a, it's a long ladder, but people do move up it. And so it's not necessarily that you're going to be waiting and waiting and waiting for an opening. They do, they do come up. Well, I want to thank you both so much for being our guest today. I think you've given some really great advice. And thanks for sharing your stories with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and thanks for, again, thanks for stepping out from behind the, the curtain. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening this week, definitely on behalf of uh, me, Lynn, as well. I uh, want to uh, tell everyone who's interested in any sort of career in entertainment to come to everything that we mentioned on this podcast, the Rich Ross event that's coming up on the 3rd, and, of course, our Creative Career Fair on the 17th. Um, if anyone is interested specifically in discussing a career in entertainment, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I do not often see students, but because of my background and connections, I'm always very happy to discuss students who want to work in entertainment and the arts. So please feel free to shoot me an email if you're a Penn student or an alumni. That wraps it up for this week. We'll see you out at the Career Fair and the Rich Ross event, and we'll see you next time. CS Radio. This podcast is produced by the University of Pennsylvania Career Services Office, a division of the Vice Provost for University Life. Your hosts are Amy Lynn Kirshner and J. Michael DeAngelis. It is produced, mixed, and edited by Ann Mullen, who is also our special guest this week. Special thanks also to Samantha Apfel. Our theme music is Gotta Keep Moving by The Losers, used under a Creative Commons license. We'll see you next time on CS Radio. <laughs>